Alright everybody, it's Dave Fitch here with Mike Moore, Theology on Mission podcast. We're talking to you live, well actually no, I'm talking to you live from Northern Seminary Building. Mike's somewhere in La La Land, I don't know where, he's on a mic somewhere. Where are you Mike Moore? I'm at home. At home oh, he's at home. I'm always at home in La La Land. La La Land is kind of home for you, isn't it? You and Grace live it. in La La Land. La is that, La Land. Is, by the way, <laughs> by La La Land, I mean euphoria. It's it's yes. heaven. Yes, it's uh, isn't it? That's my that's my life. It's all just euphoria. And yeah, folks, we're coming to you from La La Land Theology on Mission podcast. It's our first podcast of the new year. That's right. And uh, wow, uh, uh, unfortunately, we cannot talk, to be blatantly honest, we can't talk about how our Christmases were because we're actually recording this before Christmas. Let's okay. be honest. Well, yeah, yeah, you, you just pulled back the curtain. Um, are you going to get, I was thinking about this this morning, are you going to get your pet anything for Christmas? Uh, no, you- no, no, uh, no, no. I have never bought my pet anything for christmas until he can say the words advent (laughs) because heartless because hey if you can't go through advent there is no christmas that's what many of our uh, liturgically purist friends would say yes well i agree with i agree with that but i'm not liturgically pure but i agree with that Liturgically pure, folks. Uh, before we go any further off on, on and get derailed on a tangent that no one in the world cares about, and loses another three or four of our remaining mm-hmm. five listeners, folks, it's great to have you back on the Theology on Mission podcast. We hope that your 2023 is going well. Whenever this uh, podcast hits your podcast playing platform. And uh, today we want to talk about, what do we want to talk about, Mike Moore? We want to talk about communal narcissism. Communal narcissism. Mm -hmm. What a strange blending of two words, because theoretically communal is non-individualistic, non-focused on self, would tend to suggest you can't be both communal and narcissist. Am I right there, Mike Moore? Yes, but it sounds like you're suggesting that you can be both communal and narcissist. I'm suggesting that an, a community itself, an actual community, can have traits which therapists might call narcissism. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of what we think of narcissism as this personal trait, this very familiar. Uh, with the trait, we're very familiar with this term uh, as as a plague that has plagued our leadership. Narcissism of our leaders, Chuck DeGroat, who, by the way, if you're listening, Chuck, we, we would like you to have you on the podcast. But Mike <laughs> Moore tells me you're not responding to his emails. But anyways, uh, Chuck <laughs> Chuck DeGroat, not to throw you under the bus, Chuck, but uh, uh, we do love you. We do love your book when narcissism comes to church. Uh, he is that book primarily focuses on the narcissists that are leaders in a church and the churches that enable and support and run on that narcissism in their leaders. And so that's his approach. What I'm suggesting is 
let's talk about how communities themselves can take on a form of narcissism. Do you think this is legit, Mike Moore? Do I think that communities can take on the form of narcissism? Yeah, how I've switched the conversation. Mm -hmm. I've gone from treating it as an individual trait that mm -hmm. gets supported by a community to actually being a trait of mm -hmm. communities themselves. Yes, I've been part of these churches. Can I describe uh, for the audience, uh, Mike Moore, what communal narcissism is? And by the way, I, I, yes. I really defined this on a Facebook post about two months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me at Fitchest, F-I-T-C-H-E-S-T, Facebook. But um, can, I, can, I, can I read this little description? Read it. Go for it. Okay. I said communal narcissism happens when a people in a community become addicted to the way a community supports each of them, each of their personalities. I'm talking about the group of individuals that are make up this church and their own personal projects. So it, it's a it's a community that comes together to support individuals and their personalities, their identities, their justice projects, their personal projects. And I suggest that at this point, uh, we lose a sense of truly God's mission in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and mission becomes all about me. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when mission becomes all about me, it too will die. So those kind of things start happening in what I am calling communal narcissism. Have you experienced this? Uh, don't talk about your own church. Just just talk about <laughs> church in general. Have you experienced this problem? I think the place where I've noticed it the most is when people in the church mention the word community over and over again. I don't know if you've ever... You've ever notice this or observe this phenomenon oh, but yeah. when people mention how much they love this community how important this community is how special this community is and i'm not denying any of those things but to me that's typically a sign that there's a turning inward of the group and the church itself becomes the primary agent in god's redemptive activity all right just say that last sentence for me one more time uh it's for me, it's typically a sign that the church has become the primary agent in God's redemptive activity. And you don't believe, I'm, I'm going to pull a Hauerwas on you, Mike yeah. Moore. You, you don't believe the church is the primary agent of God's redemptive activity through Jesus I, Christ? I believe that God, through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is the redemptive agent, and that then pulls the church into it. But... I guess the contrast I'm putting forward is that I start with God's activity that we join as opposed to the other way around. Okay. Well, I do think the church is God's primary space of redemptive work as the yeah. church comes under the lordship of Jesus and right. makes space for him to work and become the central mo engine that runs the church. However, what I'm describing is something different, where we come together and Jesus becomes the means by which my own personal projects, my own identity, my own self-flourishing, self-fulfillment becomes supported by this Jesus, as opposed to me entering into what Jesus is doing, Jesus becomes the supporter of what I'm doing. Does yeah. that help? 
distinguish what we're talking about here. I think we're saying the same thing. Maybe we're just saying it in two different ways. I guess my concern is that we position the church and the people in the church is responding to what Jesus is doing as opposed to trying to enlist Jesus into our, as you said, our own personal project. I think we're playing the same song, just maybe we're on different instruments right now. Okay, well, this often happens between Mike Moore and I because he's approximately 20-some years younger than me. There you go. He's of a different <laughs> generation. He's got more hair, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know That's if right. you've seen us live, but very jealous of Mike Moore's hair. But I digress, and I don't <laughs> want to lose any more listeners. Let's talk. So, so narcissism, I'm going to dig into what, the point here uh, a little bit further uh, about what narcissism is and how to sh- how you can diagnose or recognize nar- a communal form of narcissism. Okay. Narcissism is typically characterized by this grandiose sense. I'm reading off some of the definitions of narcissism in psychology and therapy. Mm-hmm. Narcissism is characterized by a grandiose sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy for other people, and a need for excessive admiration. And the belief that one is unique and deserving of special treatment. And lastly, highly narcissistic people are more self-centered. Um, now think about, translate those basic ideas into a community. And, and here's what I'm talking about. A community can become obsessed with its own self. I mean, with its own sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, it can start to believe it's unique. Oh, we're we're unique. We're the first ones to ever do something like this before. And and and, and then thirdly, it can become inwardly focused, focused on itself, its own pain, or its own unhappiness, or it starts to think of itself as special. Like we just said, we're better than other communities. We are. Um, we we are uh, um, inoculated from criticism mm-hmm. because we're we we know things the rest of you don't, and this is all part of of fostering an obsession with our own lives as opposed to who we are in Jesus, His Lordship, and what He's doing in and through us and in the world. Do you have a comment on, on how I just took narcissism and as ther- therapeutically defined individually to transferring some of those ideas to the community? I think that describes it quite well. It also starves the church of apostolic zeal or urgency for evangelism because the primary task of the church becomes pastoral care and caring for one another, which it's surely important. We should be caring for each other and doing that work. But when that when there's an absence of attention towards the outside world, then we just become inwardly focused and pretty immobile too. And self-absorbed. And self-absorbed. And some would say narcissistic. Voila, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Voila. Let me read a line from Bonhoeffer's uh, Life Together. Hmm. He said, and I think you, Mike Moore, myself, many of us have heard this before, but just to reiterate, because this was written back in a time when churches were becoming full of themselves yeah. in terms of German nationalism. And, and, and he was trying to 
create a community in resistance to that that uh, nationalism, and he called it Finkelwald, or he didn't call it Finkelwald. It was at Finkelwald. Anyways, yep. the point is, he says this. Those who love their dream of a Christian community more than they love the Christian community itself become destroyers of that Christian community, even though their personal attention, uh, intentions may be ever so honest, earnest, and sacrificial. Hmm. Um, and I just think that sometimes uh, this happens, especially in the times that we're in now, where there's so much trauma, legitimate trauma from people coming out of quote abusive churches and they need care and they mm -hmm. need places to unwind yeah. yeah and so we need that folks i'm not fitch is not saying we don't need that we need it yep. did you hear me i said it we need it say hey preach preach uh fitch we need <laughs> spaces for self-care yes but if we allow that space to go inward, self-focused, absorbed, and not submitted to Jesus, it turns into a black hole of narcissism that we can't get out of. Hmm. And so Jesus as Lord and who he is and what he's doing and where he's taking us and how he's working has to be the reason for being the hope of the kingdom has to be not only some figurative for future hope, but a real hope that he's working in our situations now, taking us somewhere for his kingdom, his flourishing, his mission. And it goes beyond ourselves. It's actually in submitting to Jesus that we find ourselves and begin to flourish in ways we never could have thought, anticipated, or even understood before Jesus entered our lives. Comment on that, Mike Moore. I'm going to respond with a question. What difference does it make if I go from Jesus loves me to Jesus is Lord of my life? I'm being a little antagonistic, but like... what You're not being what, antagonistic. You're being provocative. <laughs> provocative. <laughs> what difference does it make in the life of that person if I go from living with a banner over my head of Jesus loves me to Jesus is Lord of my life? How will that actually change the way that my church lives yeah i just think it changes everything in <laughs> other words i can easily focus on myself god mm -hmm. loves me and by the way we we do need to focus on ourselves okay yeah. but i can easily focus on myself and that's it and mm -hmm. instead of pulling myself into a social reality that God is doing where I can flourish, grow, be transformed out of sin into wholeness, healing, and blessing for the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it changes my relationship to not only God, but the world and everything around me. It makes me an agent of something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that something bigger is the most awesome thing in the world. It's God's yeah. work to redeem, transform, and heal the world. And by the way, that includes you and me. Yeah. So it, it, it starts from a kind of a small place. God loves you and pulls you into a big, a mm -hmm. huge a mm -hmm. monster of a place. Mm -hmm. God's mission 
for the world. And I just think that changes everything as far as if, if the center of the gospel is Jesus and his lordship and his work, not only in my life, but the world, that changes the whole focus and approach and disposition and posture and openness and willingness to cooperate and agency with the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I like what you said. It pulls me into being an agent of something bigger than myself. Yeah. I think that's important. That's key. Okay, so here, here's number two uh, suggestion. Mm-hmm. And, and and I got to say, these are just, there's probably, if, if we spent some time, and, and, we, and this was a radio show, a live radio show, where we had calls coming in, we could probably get um, a lot of suggestions from a lot of people. Excuse me one second. <coughs> but anyways cough button was in there. Um, but, um, uh, social justice as opposed to social justice becoming something I do Mm -hmm. that becomes about me being a social justice person. It it now we we've got to move social justice to something God is doing in the world through Jesus into which I call, I am called to participate in. That takes social justice out of my own personal project to feel better about myself or what I'm doing in the world or getting my identity mm-hmm. to being part of what God's doing. It takes, the whole energy changes. Instead of me being having to do it all on my own, I'm participating in what God's doing. I just cooperate and trust him and see him at work and be a faithful resistor of the powers and principalities of injustice, living a different way in a community. And it's so life-giving and it's so true. And you see people transformed and you actually see the principalities and powers broken and, and, uh, and destroyed. And it makes your and it changes you as a person, and mm-hmm. and all I'm saying is too often in a communal narcissistic church, social justice becomes about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and how good I feel about it, instead of something big and huge of which I get the privilege of participating in, and I get I just become a changed person by being part of it too. You know, comment yeah. on that, Mike Moore. Yeah. When social justice becomes what you're doing, then it becomes pretty laborious and quite exhausting. I was thinking as you're talking about, you know, practices that kind of wake us up out of our communal narcissism, I thought about, you know, being in proximity and relationship with the poor or, you know, the elderly or children, relationships like that, they pull you out of yourself because you realize that you're engaging with people that you cannot control and who might be unpredictable too sometimes. Um, but if it's just left, left up to us and how much we're doing, then there's going to constantly be this communal critique of we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. We got to do more. We got to do more for the poor. We got to do more activism. And then it just becomes so vacuous and tiring. So I'm just going to guess yeah, really fatiguing. I mean, and it just does not last. It's not sustainable. It's it's not built in built into the fabric of the relationships that God's calling us into. It's just built into something that we're trying to fabricate. So I'll just yes and amen that one. Yeah. I say in this little communal narcissism post from two or three months ago on Facebook, I say this kind of community 
will itself eventually implode under the weight of a slow drowning into self-absorption, which will lack the resources to walk through suffering, pain, and tragedy, all of which are sure to come this side of eternity. Yeah. Yeah. So communal narcissism is an eventual killer of community, of eventual killer of the church. Um, I got one more thing, and we got to wrap it up because we've been going a long time. I, we, we try to keep things under a half an hour, folks, in case you're timing mm -hmm. when you listen to Theology on Mission podcast. Uh, but I'll just read this last piece from Bonhoeffer. By the way, uh, you can avoid even listening to this podcast entirely and just open up the book Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. We highly encourage it. But he says the more genuine and the deeper our community becomes, the more will everything else between us recede, the more clearly and purely will Jesus Christ and his work become the one and only thing that is vital between us. Hmm. That's the opposite of communal yeah. narcissism. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been good to be with you again on this new year, 2023. I can't believe it's 2023. It seems like just <laughs> yesterday it was 2022. And just yesterday before that, it was 2010. But anyways, <laughs> I guess, uh, we look forward to being again with you this year. We're going to have more guests on like we started to have last year. Uh, we look forward to having a podcast twice a month, approximately. Sometimes we stick in a third and we look forward to you as our audience uh, sending us notes, putting uh, recommendations on the page, whatever that page is. Mike Moore, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, give us reviews <laughs> on whatever your platform is. Spread the word. Theology on Mission yes. Podcast, where theology meets the challenges of culture for Christ's mission and his king. Until the next podcast, it's Mike Moore. Dave Fitch, over and out.